Welcome to the Right Fight Podcast. I'm Kenny Vaughn. I'm here with my wife, Tammy. Hello. Talking about how to live a loving life. Today, we're going to talk about a subject I think we, we all struggle with. And I'm just going to start the whole thing out by just telling you, and then we're going to try to explain it, and then we're going to give you a real-life example, and then we're going to tell you again. And then I, I wish, like, I, I'm at the same time, like, I wish I could just, I need a baseball bat to just beat it through your thick skull. <laughs> but, um, sorry about that. But <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to, to the podcast. Um, you're not alone. That's the bottom line. That's, right. that's where we're going. You're not alone. I know you think you are. But you're not. You are not alone. Right. And and I, I always think I'm alone. You know, in every situation, every fear, you know, we get to this place where we think we're alone. But I'm telling you, you are not alone. And until here's here's what you have to understand. Until you really believe that you're not alone, everything that you do after that an effort to compensate for believing that you're actually alone is futile. Like it, it's wasted time and effort. And until you get that belief right, it, it's really just going to make things worse. So let me say it like this. I mean, we either are alone or we are not alone. And if, if we are alone, if we believe that we are alone, then it your fears are not big enough. Like if if it's really just us flying through the universe on this ball for this short period of time, you have absolutely no control of anything. None of us do anyway. Um, and, and no one who cares about you has control. So if if we're really not alone or if we believe we're really not alone there's nothing we can convince ourselves of there's no lies we can sell ourselves that are ever going to really be a solution in other words if i really believe that i'm alone then the first lie i have to sell myself is that i'm enough hmm. that i'm okay with being alone that that I can just love myself and I'm going to be okay. And so I have to, and so then what do I do then? I, and this is what, this is what the world, I did this for half my life. Like we, we beat into our heads. We're enough, we're enough, we're enough, we're enough, we're enough. And we start believing it. And then something comes along and reminds us, we're not enough. Yeah. We're not even close to enough. And so then what do we do? We get back up from that one. Like, yeah, I took that and I'm still going. So I am enough. And then we sell ourselves we're enough, we're enough, we're enough, we're enough. And then something else comes along and reminds us we're not enough. Or sometimes maybe the worst case scenario is we convince ourselves that we're enough enough, that the world even believes we're enough enough, and we win something or we accomplish something. So that really proves that we're enough. And then enough isn't enough. And we're left completely empty. And, and all of this, this whole out-of-control spiral that the world lives in, that always leads them constantly need affirmation, needing help, needing needing everything, and and, and destroying all of their own relationships and everything else. It, it, it there's nothing anybody can teach you, show you anything. As long as you believe you're alone, you're broken. Nothing's gonna fix it. Everything's a band aid. But if you ever come to understand the truth. It, which is that you are not alone. 
and that that the God who created you doesn't hate you, but he loves you and he desires what is best for you, that changes everything. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that you, you no longer have to convince yourself you're enough. You know, you, you, you no longer have to convince yourself that, that you're big. You know, like we talked in the previous podcast, you're infinitely small, but you're significant. Right. Because the God who created you, because you're not alone. Does that make sense? Very much. So as long as we, you, so I wish I could get this through to so many people because I talk to a lot of people and, and, and they tell me all these different things they're doing, how, you know, they're, they're even, I'm talking about even speaking a lot of scripture to themselves, you know, which is a wonderful thing to do, but you can speak, speak as much scripture to yourself as you want. If at your core, you still don't believe that God is with you. If, if at your very core you still believe you're alone, then none of that's going to really help you. Mm-hmm. Those are still band-aids. So your core belief, you got it. So what I try to tell people, I try to help people understand, look, but stop doing all that other stuff and pitch your tent in one spot. And that spot is, am I alone or am I not alone? Mm-hmm. Is it just me or is God with me? And And how can God be with me? And you know, you can choose Christ and God can be with you and you will not be alone and you can choose him. God can be with you and you can still believe you're alone. And as long as you believe you're alone, even if he's with you, you, you think you're alone, you're not, but it doesn't matter. You think you are. So you go through life miserable. Mm-hmm. So you have to, I know this is such a simple statement, but it's to me, the concept, the understanding is so profound. You have to get it down deep in your in, into your core that you're not alone. And I know we all like, I, like I was saying when we started, I feel alone all the time. I, I may I may walk out here today and think I feel alone, but but now I just go to you. I'm like, Lord, I know I feel alone, but I know I'm not. Yeah. You know, and then I go to His Word, knowing that I am not alone, mm-hmm. and I start speaking those truths to myself and share some of yeah. the scriptures you have. Well, this one. To, I actually just recently came through that feeling of just being alone or, I mean, I knew God is always with me, but I was just kind of battling some with some anxiety and I came across this scripture. It's Isaiah 41, 10, and then also verse 13 it says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. I just love the part that says that he will take hold of my right hand. Like, might sound silly, but in my mind, whenever I would feel the anxiety or feel like I was in this battle by myself, I would just picture his hand holding my right hand. And I would just tell the Lord, okay, I know you're holding my hand. Just, I know it might sound silly, but Not at all. Um, I just think... It, that's a beautiful scripture. And then, of course, 
two other ones in Hebrews 13, 5. God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And in Matthew 28, 20, Jesus said, and behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Yeah. And so when, when, as long as we believe we're alone, it, I don't think you can, nothing else is going to work. So you, you got to stop and get it into the core of your being that you're not alone. That's the hard part to me. That's the hard part. Like, like at this point in my life, I'm, I'm fully convinced I'm not alone. I'm going to share a story here in just a minute mm-hmm. that was like, like, you know, but I got to see this. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else hadn't got to see something like this, mm-hmm. but, but we're not alone. I'm telling you, I promise you that we're not alone, but, but that's, that's where your work needs to be done. I'm not saying that all the other things aren't good for sure. Speaking God's word to ourselves, I, I won't come across the wrong way there. That's powerful stuff. There's nothing like the word of God. We need to speak it to ourselves, but we have to do that from a place. And, and you don't have to have, you don't, you don't, you don't have to have a ton of faith. All you need is a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's faith that gives rise to hope. But you better have some faith. And if you place your faith in the right place, God will begin to reveal to you that you're not alone. He'll reveal it through the power of his word and the way he acts in your life. But you, I'm just, I just, I don't want to get off on a bunch of tangents here, but you need to, you need to grind in, you stop and get square. Do you, do you really believe you're alone or not? Right. And then just throw this in there. Like I know, like you said, I'm in a place in my life where I know I'm not alone. I absolutely know that. But then I have this fear coming against me that, and I know I can't do this by myself. That's right. And so that's where the anxiety comes in. And, and that's where I'm, I know I'm not alone. I know God's with me, but I just, this fear is, you know, trying to tell me differently. And so I just have to get that fear feeling of that fear and and that's where the scripture helps me and then that's where me praying of course helps me but but just like quoting scriptures helps me just make that fear you know be in its place disappear being where it's you know be be where it should be yeah and because you're gonna do what you're doing right there or you're gonna fight the fear yeah and the problem is what i always did is always fought the Mm -hmm. fear I was, uh, and by fighting fears, like I'm enough, you know, I'm bigger yeah. than this and, and I can, I'm capable of anything and all, all those things, right. That the world tells us constantly and repeatedly, but in reality I wasn't. And, but that was, that was, that was a, that was faith in myself mm-hmm. because I believed I was alone. But whenever you're talking about what you're talking about you, and you actually believe that you aren't alone, then you go to what he says because you believe he's with you. Yeah. And then you speak his word to the fear, and then then love actually drives mm-hmm. fear out. That's so true. when we fight the fear, it's like it, it is a trap. It's like a web, and if you touch it, it sticks to your finger. Mm-hmm. And if you run to God's word, eventually it will pull off of your finger. Mm-hmm. But if you start fighting it and wrestling with it, it goes from your finger to your arm to your right. elbow to your armpit mm-hmm. to it fully consuming you, and you think you're whipping it. But it's whipping you right. like you're more consumed than ever instead of running to the truth. But but, man, if, if you believe you're alone, I don't know what to tell you, mm-hmm. but you need to you got to figure that one out. Are you alone or are you not alone? But let, let, let's start, share a story. 
um, that like, oh man, you, I can't possibly, I, I know I just did this a couple of podcasts ago <laughs> talking about, I wish I had a bunch of stories like this. These are probably the only two that I have, the one I shared before in this one. But um, I can't, I, I, you just, I don't know, you just have to take my word for it. I don't know what else to tell you. Like, like it's unbelievable. Here's what happened. I'll just tell you what happened. We go to Houston, and our children are little. Grace is, how old was Grace? Um, Kennedy was an infant. He was, it, was, it was in 2009. She was born in 2004, so she was probably almost five or five, like okay. right at five or almost five. Four or five years old. Grace has this habit. Uh, even how old is she now? <laughs> She's 19. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say 20, get myself in trouble. Um, She's almost 20. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Like she comes home in the evening, she parks her. When Grace gets home, anybody else gets home, you hear the door, you hear the car park, hear the door shut, and they're coming in the front door. Grace gets home, she's going to be sitting out there for she 30 does. minutes. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> and so when, when she was a kid, we'd go somewhere, we, we'd all get out of the truck. We're already halfway in the restaurant. Look up, Grace still sitting in the truck. Like, what is she doing? Yeah. I still don't know what she's doing. I, yeah. I think I have answers. She don't have an answer. She's just sitting there. So we go to the Cheesecake Factory uh, in, in Houston. And you're going to have to imagine with me a second here because i got to paint a picture. Yeah. All right. So the restaurant, it, we park. It's um, in the Woodlands. Yeah, it was in the yeah. Woodlands, Texas. We park on the side, um, you know, kind of near the main entrance. But where we park, we back into this parking spot. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to have to walk across a little two-lane driveway, basically, where cars are flowing in and out of the parking lot. So, you know, you pull in. You can park on the right or the left. The restaurant's on your, on your right over there. And so we're straight across from the entrance, but I back into this parking spot and, and then everybody gets out of the vehicle. They're mostly gone. Tammy's already gone across. I have faith in Kennedy. She's got faith in yeah. Kennedy. I'm still in the truck. I'm, I'm moving a little slower getting out. And so they've already walked across the two lanes of traffic there and it's parking lot traffic. You know, mm -hmm. you normally they would kind of be creeping along. I get out of the truck and I walk up to the front of the truck. So I'm walking between my truck and the car I'm parked next to. And I'm about to walk across these two, where two cars could be passing, you know, driving in and out of the parking lot. And right on the other side of that is Tammy and everybody waiting on us so we can all go in the restaurant. As I walk to the front edge of my truck, and my truck's kind of tall, so I can't, you can't, I can't see over it for sure. The kids can't see over it. Um, as I, I'm between these two cars. I'm on the driver's side. I get to the front edge of my truck and I notice there's a vehicle coming like 30 miles an hour through the parking lot. You know, this, this lady's flying. And my first thought is, you got to be kidding me. I, and, and she's coming fast enough. I'm not going to try to get across before she gets to me. Mm -hmm. Just before she gets to us, I hear my truck door slam on the other side of the car, the other side of the truck. And immediately I know it's Grace. I'm like, oh, my God, Grace was still in the truck. And she's going to be coming up the passenger side of the truck, blinded to the car coming from my side of the truck. And this car's in on our side. You know, they're going to they're not in the other lane. They're in the lane closest to us. She's going to be coming over there. So I'm I'm like, Grace. And I look up as the car is coming by in front of me and Grace is running and she steps out directly in front of the car i gotta stand up I know. It's like awful 
she, I'm watching her. Listen, I spent my life ski jumping. Everything was about angles and speeds and timing. Like, I just have this, like, innate thing inside me. Like, like when I see it, I know it. I, like, I, like I'm, I was always aiming for, like, this one-foot window in the bottom quarter of that ramp. And so I knew the timing. And I, I, it was, like, inside me. Like it, and so when I saw her step out running and this car was zipping in front of us, there was no way she could stop and there was no way she could get past it. Like, it was going to nail her. The car goes by. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. Grace, Grace. I mean, I'm just losing it. The lady never touched her brakes. I look up. The car's leaving the parking lot. And Grace is still running over to Tammy. And I'm just like, I'm in, I'm floored. I'm in shock. I don't even know where I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm like in a twilight zone. I'm like, what the heck? On the other side with Tammy was Stephanie. Stephanie was my, my brother's wife. And, and she's over there and she looks like she saw a ghost. I just saw a ghost. S- Stephanie was watching. And so I screamed, Stephanie, what happened? What happened? This was the words that just came straight out of her mouth. She went through the car. I said, what? What do you mean she went through the car? She said, Kenny, she went through the car. So on my side, as the car was hitting Grace, I lost sight of her when she stepped in front of the car. I lost her at that point. I couldn't see anymore. I was just waiting to hear the thud and the crunch and everything else that came with it. From Stephanie's side, she saw her come out from my truck, but she lost her in front of the car, and then she regained her coming out of the back of the car. It's incredible. By the time I saw her, the car, I'm still looking at the car. I'm looking at everything else, and she went. So, listen, I can't possibly t- emphasize this enough. I have, I don't understand it. I have no concept. It's beyond my wildest understanding. I just want you to know. You're not alone. We are not alone. We think we're alone, but I'm telling you something. You're not alone. You are not alone. There's, there's a being. There's, God is with you always. I don't know if it's his angels. I don't know, but we all walk around thinking we're alone, but we're not. Do you understand that, Tammy? Do you understand? Like, every time I rethink this, it just undoes me completely. Me too. I don't even... I, I, it's so hard to relive it. Yeah. It's the most incredible thing, but it's just so undoing. Yeah. But the thing that I, that I, you know, cause I think so much, like I'm always trying to think I'm going to figure everything out. Like I can figure God out or something, you know, that's crazy. But, but I'm just like, what was that? Like, what, what, what was that? What, what did he do? So thankful. Did, did like somebody de- did just dematerialize them and then let them pass? I, I don't, uh, I'm not even going to try to figure it out. Yeah. But I just want you to know. As, as confidently as I can tell you, you're not alone. And there's a purpose for your life. Do you understand? Like, as small 
is you may feel you're not insignificant and you have a purpose. He didn't create you just for the heck of it. He didn't create you to torture you. He didn't create you so that you would live a miserable life. He didn't create you for any of that. He created you for a purpose. And that purpose is is extremely significant. And it's never too late, ever, to start living like you're not alone. And start believing the truth that God's with you. And so that you can start going with God instead of following your fear. That's good. (sighs) Thank you, Jesus. That's exhausting just to (laughs) tell that. Yeah. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Anytime we talk about it, it takes me, you know, half an hour, an hour just to just get it out of my head again. Yeah, I know. Just to relive it. Yeah. But praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm always that way. I'm just like, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. And none of us are getting out of here alive. You know what I mean? That's the bad news. Not not in these bodies. Mm -hmm. We think we're just going to die or whatever, but we're not in these bodies, you know. But he's got a purpose. Yeah. And our responsibility is to fulfill it until we're done. And then we think we're going to be in the, in the ground somewhere or whatever we think. We're not, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're not. That's the one, it's one of the wonderful things I do have, and I hope you can get some of it from hearing it from me, is I've seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen something that, that, that makes, it one, makes me 100% certain. Not alone. Amen. All right? So I guess I end this one with a gasp. <laughs> All right? Trust God's Word no matter what. And keep your eyes on the horizon. Thanks for listening to The Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.